Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number eight of the Fit Farming Food Mom. I am your host, Connie, and I am so excited today to be bringing on Alyssa Harmon. She has her bachelor's degree in exercise science, and she is an exercise therapist at my favorite chiropractic office, although I have known her for much longer than that. She has a great story about um, her and her experiences as a collegiate athlete and um, the avenues that happened while she was competitively running. And she has a great story about, you know, what it happens when you come out of being an athlete and the changes that your body goes through. And she tells us a little bit about her journey. And it's so great to listen. So instead of talking anymore, I'm just going to let you listen to the podcast. I hope you enjoy. All right. Can you hear me? I can. Can you hear me? I can. You're yeah. pretty quiet, but I think that's probably okay. Oh, should I talk closer to the? <laughs> probably, yeah. Me, the speaker. Okay. All right. Cool. Well, I'm so excited to have you on the show today, and so I'm looking forward for, to sharing your story with everyone. So, if you want to introduce yourself, and we'll get started. Okay, well, my name is Alyssa Harmon. Um, I come from Otis Orchards, Washington, and I graduated in 2017 from Northwest Christian University with a bachelor's degree in exercise science and was a collegiate runner all at the same time. Um, And during that time, I suffered an eating disorder, which led me to um, hypothalamic amenorrhea and um, so in turn, loss of period for three and a half years. Holy smokes. And I think a lot of athletes out there, um, are rejoicing when they finally lose their period when in fact it wreaks permanent damage on their body and it's really hard to restore that hormonal balance. So I'm sure you're going to tell us all about how all this happened and what you did to start getting it on the right track again. Yeah, totally. I definitely feel like I felt the same way about my own body and losing my period as well. Um, It was a great thing at that time, I thought so. But um, yeah, I can go ahead and start with my story if that's what um, you want. Sure, yeah, I'd love to do that. All right, so now about five years ago, I had lost a lot of weight, tremendous amount, um, But granted, my body was like adjusting to my activity level of intense running, Um, but it was all new. I just come out of high school um, running maybe 30 miles a week at most um, to running about 45 to 50. And each year as I went on, it bumped up about 10 miles per week or per year. So I ended up running about 65 to 70 towards my junior and senior years. Um, But at first, I didn't really notice as much of a transformation had been made, weighed, had been made until I weighed myself on the scale, which I was around 104 pounds, coming from about 120, 125 in high school. So this was around my sophomore year when I finally noticed this in college. Um, But I kind of like had the body that I dreamed of to be skinny and you know, wear anything I wanted to. Um, 
But I did have in the back of my mind that I couldn't lose any more weight. So my coach had kind of helped to urge me to replenish after hard workouts and just helping me to eat more, um, but didn't really guide me or give me any structure. So as this went on, I kind of let it take over me mentally. It's not that I ever wanted or tried to be skinny or have an eating disorder. It just happened over time, but it felt acceptable and I had the runner's body and just thought that I was supposed to look like this because everyone else did. Um, Everyone expected that image. So I just began to run faster and faster. I was getting better. Um, My time, fast paces, I ran the 5k in cross country and 5k and 1500 as well in the, in track. So um, we just kept pounding our mileage, but I began to win each year towards my junior year. Um, I was leading my team for that season and that's all that I wanted. Um, I was able to place as the runner up for the national cross country meet my junior year. And so I was on a high and thought I couldn't be stopped as I kept going. Um, I, I felt super healthy and I felt really strong. I was ready to take over a track in the spring and just be on top again. And uh, spring came that next year and kept dominating my workouts, but I um, just kind of consumed myself into running and I ate the bare minimum because I thought it was normal on a college budget, you know. It's like, okay, well, this is all I can afford, so this is what I'm going to eat. And just kept restricting my calories but um the first race of the season and spring arrived and I was so ready and ready to win and I was like well if I'm hitting the sub 17s in cross country I was bound to hit at least low 17s in the opening season of track so I um got to that last mile of my race and just felt so much fatigue and I just uh, remember all my teammates yelling at me telling me to smile my coach was just kind of patiently watching but I just couldn't go and my limbs were just wrenching and dead (laughs) so I reached the finish line and it was just absolutely heartbreaking so and so you said it at was it this particular race where you actually got beat by someone you had beat multiple times before? Yes, yes, definitely in cross country and track the years before. Um and she had been like an upcoming freshman too and she was strong, she was a great runner um and went on to win uh different ma- national meets and track of her own, but um yeah, that year it was like what is going on? Yeah, yeah. So at that point, what did you guys decide you needed to do to try to remedy what was happening with you? Yeah, so um, just getting into being ready for nationals um, that early summer, we were just trying to um, just find more calories. You know, that was kind of the answer with my coach and I after I talked to her and um, I just decided, okay, well, I'm going to eat what I'm going to eat and eat as much as I can of it. And so I just remember in like a two week span, we we're staying on campus after uh, school was out and we just got food after food and it was just so easily accessible. So 
I just ate a ton of it and thought that that was the answer and how I should do it. But that didn't really work out the way I thought it would. And I just didn't, wasn't educated on how it should have been introduced. And so I um, was still able to like squeak by with racing and placing at nationals and conference, but not in the way that I'd hoped for. And so that was probably a pretty disappointing thing. And then what, where did it go after that? So I guess fast forwarding to being graduated that year and summer after eating, I actually started gaining weight, which I uh, came really quickly and I didn't expect that at all. I was trying to do everything I could to keep it off and, it was just really hard on my body image too. That I uh, felt so insecure, and um, I was just so blinded by the fact that I was actually becoming a little more healthier, but <laughs> just uh, well, didn't see right. That fact. And then here you've graduated with your exercise science degree, and you're going to be training people. And I'm sure that was a factor in like, Oh no, I can't gain weight because I don't want people to think that I'm a couch potato, you know? (laughs) Exactly. So yeah, I was ready to train athletes and runners in high school. And I wanted them to know, I was like, yes, I've been a runner too. I know what you're going through and, um, how to train you. And, but I just didn't look the part for it. And that was really draining for me and um, just kind of devastating throughout that year. And so I ended up gaining around 57 pounds or so. So ending up from 104 to 157 in just a little under a year was not ideal and um, just kind of outstanding to me that I had no idea what to do with myself. Uh, well, and I completely can understand and I I know where you're at with that because I personally went from 113 pounds to 155 and right. it was it felt like I was drowning. I was like, oh my god, what's happening? Like, and it made me I felt desperate. Like I felt like I needed to do anything I could to like take that weight off. Although I knew that the places my mind was telling me to go to take that weight off were not good places. And exactly. I had to keep reminding myself to just bear with my body and <laughs> that it was going to heal and it was going to, you know, it was going to level out. And But it was scary. And especially as women, you know, you don't want to be judged. You know, when people think you mm-hmm. should be an athlete and then they're like, oh, whoa, what happened to you? But your body retaliates, you know? Right, yeah. I know, it was just um, hard coming over the fact, like, people back at home, you know, knew who you were and knew what you looked like. And coming back, like, completely different and, you know, gaining weight. For me, that's what it was. It was just painful and really hard for me to deal with. So what was the next step when this started happening? Did you start trying to lose the weight like how did you start trying to lose the weight I guess well at first um at the end of my senior season I actually kind of went into like binge eating and um like I just remember a few times like gagging myself to throw up and um definitely wasn't the answer but I just didn't really know I was hurting myself 
knew it was wrong, but I kind of did it anyway. But then, then on to um, a couple years later, while I was working, I just ended up finding a really great nutrition program off of Instagram called Nutrition Dynamic, and they put me on a great program um, after knowing all my history and getting blood testing done to um, finally bring up my calories and kind of put me in a reverse dieting phase. We started out with some cleansing first, um, using smoothies, um, getting more micros and macros, just all the essential vitamins that my body needed to replenish. And we did that for two different phases um, and then went on from there. But that's kind of when it spiraled back down during the summer, um, getting peer pressured into kind of doing a bodybuilding competition. And that's kind of, well, I kind of knew you before the bodybuilding competition came around because you trained Mm -hmm. with a mutual trainer um, that we knew. And so we knew each other before that. And of course... Um, I'm a patient at the practice you work at, and it's my mm-hmm. favorite chiropractic office ever, by the way. Uh, anyway, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I, I knew you a little bit before then, but then you had decided you were going to do the bodybuilding show. And that's when I really started being around you a lot more because you were at our posing practices and all of that stuff. So I really developed a respect for you because you're just the <laughs> cutest thing anyway, but uh, <laughs> anyhow, so, um, yeah, so we were all posing together and this is where I gained the most respect for you because when you about like, I don't know how far into prep were you? Um, it was almost towards the end. I think it was about a month away from the show, honestly. (laughs) You did a live Facebook video for our team and our team group, um, Mm -hmm. private Facebook group, um, about why you were not going to do the bodybuilding show because you figured out that you were doing it for the wrong reasons. Exactly. (laughs) I was like so impressed about that, that you were like, I was doing this to get skinny. I wasn't actually doing it to do it, you know, as a bodybuilding competitor. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah. So tell me a little bit about what helped you come to that conclusion. Yeah. So, I mean, I had known like along as we were going, I just kind of been comparing myself to the other athletes we were posing with. Like they were able to lean out more as we were going um, week to week and I was seeing a little bit but not as much progress as I thought I would and um, as much as my coach had really pushed that I would lose as well so she almost gave me too much confidence in that which um, kind of gave me more mental distress and everything and more stress on my body for that matter. And so just as the weeks went by and nothing was really progressing or improving, um, I just had a long talk with my boyfriend in the parking lot of Yokes. And (laughs) before we went into the store, I kind of just broke down and we were talking about it. And he really helped me make that decision on um, being able to kind of overcome that ego of wanting to show people that I was on a team again and I was doing something to really compete and go for it and um, just to worry about my health and safety instead of what other people 
wanted me to see me do. Which I completely applaud you at that because it is so hard when you tell people that you're going to do something and you, and you aim to do something like even as you and I are a lot alike in that, I think that we're really driven people. Mm -hmm. And so when you say you're going to do something, you're like, damn it, I'm going to do it, you know? (laughs) And so sometimes it's really, really hard to swallow your pride and be like, yeah, I just, it wasn't right for me. And so when you came out and said that you were doing it for the wrong reasons and that it, it's not a healthy place for you to go and all that stuff. I was, I respected you so much for that, you know. And, yeah, thank you. And that was so important. I mean, you know, I hate to say it, but I probably shouldn't have done the last bodybuilding show that I did. And mm-hmm. my, my health was really bad and I knew it. And instead, because of my ego, I just kept pushing and it was like my complete demise. Yeah, so. you went through a huge whirlwind of... <laughs> Oh, yeah. So it was pretty scary and I'm glad that I'm through it now, but had in hindsight, I have decided, no, I need to just not compete at another show this year and just back it off and start my reverse. I probably would have been a whole lot better off. So uh, (laughs) we're on the men, but I I definitely applaud you for that. So um, that's definitely something hard to do. Yeah, it was, but overall better in the long run. (laughs) But then here you had reverse dieted and started to get your calories up, and boom, they were on the floor again. Yeah, exactly. It was just back to square one again, where (laughs) I had to kind of build back up from that, and um, I knew it was just, you know, digging my body more and more into a hole where I had to, again, then climb back out of from even farther down. Um, and so after that, um, of this April, this year, um, I started seeing another nutritionist. Um, thankfully they found one in Spokane so I could go see her in person, which was very, very helpful. And she did another series of different blood tests on me. And that's how I kind of found out I had the hypothalamic amenorrhea. Um, and she helped me with, different recipes and different strategies on just increasing my carbs because I realized that I hadn't really consistently increased carbs and been eating them. It was kind of an up-down, on and off scale type thing with calories. And so now I don't really count calories at all, um, but I just try to at best knowing in range where I'm at per day. Right, right. That's awesome. So no longer counting calories and just kind of, I guess, what do you call it? Intuitive eating. Yeah, yeah. Sort of like that. Do you find it's hard for you not to think about how many calories are in something or do you, you're fine with it? Um, Honestly, I love eating carbs now, (laughs) now that I know that I should and I can. I'm not really afraid of them. You know, I get a little weird, like processed foods and things like that, but um, overall, it's totally fine. That's great. <laughs> I'm not scared anymore because I do remember being more afraid in college. Like, wow, I'm eating way too much. Like, I have I had half of a sandwich usually, like not even a full, 
I was like, am I putting too much peanut butter on this rice cake or whatever? <laughs> and as a runner, like, that's what you need is the right, energy. Exactly. <laughs> like, like, carbs are energy, especially, yes. you know, for what you were doing. So that's yeah, crazy. So painful to think back. <laughs> but oh, oh. I also took, like, a huge break from high-intensity exercises for about um, five or six months this year. And I'm just slowly starting to incorporate those back, but Again, that was like a huge mental um, just block in my day to day because I'm sitting here like, okay, well, people are normally used to seeing me work out really hard. And um, so is my boyfriend, my fiance now. So it's just, um, it was difficult. But now that I grabbed onto it and really just, again, let go of feeding that ego (laughs) it was much easier and um, became much more successful for me and seeing positive results which I feel like you know we have the tendency to want to overtrain and it's really hard when you back it off because then you're like oh no am I gonna lose the progress if I've made or am Mm -hmm. I going to like gain a bunch of weight because I didn't work out today but I was still eating carbs you know (laughs) I'm not even a carbophobe really but you know, it's just the stupid things you think of. Like, should yep. I cut my calories back today? Just that work out, in the you know? back of your mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I understand exactly where you're at with that. And, yeah. But, uh, so, you're, you said back, going back to when everything kind of started to, I guess I'd say, fall apart a little bit there. Um, when your intensity was really high and you weren't, your calories weren't up, you were also getting injured really easy, correct? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Thanks for bringing that up. And I ended up getting around three stress fractures. They kind of started my senior year, um, the beginning of the season of cross country. And that fell into me not being able to train as well as I could. I was in the pool a lot doing aqua jogging um, instead of pounding the miles. So then from there, I had kind of an issue in my thoracic spine where ending up at Summit Chiropractic, where I work now, um, he found that I did have a few stress fractures in my thoracic vertebrae. And then my um, second year of working there, uh, we found another stress fracture in the lumbar vertebrae down at L5, which did take me out of running, which I wasn't running too much in the first place, but, um, that also gave me the go to stop the intensity. <laughs> and so when you stopped running, did you find that your mindset, you kind of almost felt lost, I guess? Um, when you weren't competing anymore or how did that? Yeah, I felt like I didn't really have much to work for besides, you know, having a full-time job. I mean, that was my main focus and priority, uh, making sure I showed up every day and gave my best, but it wasn't the same as, um, physically competing and just kind of giving all that you could with your body and mind at the same time it just wasn't enough so I think that's why I felt like I had to do that bodybuilding show to um, just let myself feel that like adrenaline and 
give um, yourself a new just goal. the competition yeah, yeah having a goal and structure yeah. to my day instead of okay now I go home and maybe work out and then what do I do instead of hey I'm at practice in the morning and then I go to school and then I run again um, I just yeah. didn't have that structure gotcha so you're start you you are back to running again now yes a little bit <laughs> here and there <laughs> nothing planned when life warrants it right that's great and then so um do you have future plans as far as um any running stuff goes or what 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 are your your most current goals that you have on the table um well with running I don't honestly have too many goals right now I mean I do look back and miss running tremendously I mean that was my life for so many years and it's a part of me and definitely can never let that go and so when I do run now I do feel so much better I feel happy and I just enjoy what I'm doing at the time and by the way I feel much so so much stronger (laughs) when I'm nourishing my body I don't know where you ever thought you didn't look good because ever since I've seen you, you look strong as heck. You're like the girl repping out like a million pull-ups and um, I'm pretty sure you have the nicest booty I've ever seen. So <laughs> I, don't, I can't imagine that you have ever, ever thought you looked terrible, but that's us as women. We're so critical of ourselves, you yeah, know? It's so horrible, but <laughs> it's so nice to have other women that do lift you up like you because Connie has always been so nice and so kind to me, um, very encouraging, and yes, telling me to have the best booty. <laughs> I swear, every time I see it, it gets better. I'm like, what do you do, girl? <laughs> it's like, what is your plan? That's the craziest part, though, is like, I've been hanging out with bodybuilders for so long, they're all like little and shredded, and now I, it's so weird. I've watched this metamorphosis with myself where mm-hmm. my body has so changed. It's so weird. I've like went from this little shredded girl to like this big girl that was a little hefty. And then all of a sudden, I don't know what happened, but I feel like that extra fat I picked up turned back into muscle. And now I'm like Connie beast mode, you know, <laughs> and I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, what the heck happened to me? You are a know. beast. And, and so I'm like, okay, n- now I like how I look so much, which is so weird to think, but I like how I look so much. I'm like, I don't ever want to be one of those little people again. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> I don't know what's going on with my brain, but I'm like, um, no, I think I just want to pull 315 pounds instead. You exactly. Know? I know. It's insane. Like you just look so strong and so solid with whatever you're doing now, but yeah, it's which almost like <laughs> I know, and that's the part that blows my mind. I've always been this go big or go home person, and now it's like, uh, I'm not do. I'm doing half of what I used to do, and the changes are insane. So that was a that's a good learning thing for me. Oh yeah, <laughs> for yeah. anyone, yeah. Which almost... I think was kind of the same with you, if you think about it, because you know, you're, once you backed off your cardio and stuff like that, I mean, crud, I saw you yesterday and you were just like totally incredible looking. And I was like, Whoa, you look amazing. (laughs) So, you know, I think your body rewards you when you're just nice to it. Yeah, it does. It really takes into account what you uh, put in or not put in. So 
Right. You just have to be comfortable with it, but takes a road to be comfortable with that and I've kind of taken like a six six and a half year journey of that so it's yeah. uh, taught me a lot from there from the beginning into now and I'm still learning I'm still not done I'm not exactly where I want to be yet I still have more goals like with you know aesthetics and um, a weight that I kind of want to hit so it's just still not over, but I'm still trying to work on my health and all the repercussions that I faced of different symptoms and issues now with the um, hormonal imbalances and like metabolic issues. Yeah. So you feel like you're mostly on the mend with that. And I think like, I'm not afraid to talk about girls losing their period because I think it's like, it's crazy. I'll look in the bodybuilding forums and they're like, how long before I lose my period? I can't wait to lose my period. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, you no, 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 no. This is not good. You know, Mm. like, yeah, that's um, really sad. I went nearly probably three years without mine and holy crap coming Mm -hmm. back. When I got it back, I felt like a teenager again. <laughs> <laughs> My hormones were so, so messed up. I was all over the place. My mood was all over the place. My acne was out of freaking control. And it was just like, wow, what is happening to me right now? You know? Yeah. <laughs> and I think <laughs> you, you and I were talking and you were experiencing some of the same things. And we were kind of laughing about it because it was like, whoa. Yeah, so many of the same things. It's like there's patterns that you'll, you know, kind of find out. And um, but yeah, like I'm 24 now and I just started getting hormonal acne for the first time in my life, entire life, um, oh. just this June. And I'm like, what the heck? But <laughs> it's just so bizarre. I'm like, you know, never in a million years I'd thought I'd have to deal with this after being a collegiate runner. Yeah, well... You know, this too shall pass, right? So yes, we pray. Bear with yourself on it. So, um, anyhow, uh, so if you could tell anyone something that you think would benefit them, um, what word of wisdom would you um, give to them? Well, I would just love for others to know that one that they're you're not alone Um, there's so many others out there going through similar journeys as you are and two eating disorders are real they're so real and they affect multiple human beings all around us like men and women Uh, but more than we know and we can be so blind or in denial while we're dealing with an eating disorder and I just wish that I would have known what I do know now and how it would be affected in the long run and what repercussions I would have faced and you just have to think of think ahead how this will affect your body and your mental health and just people should educate themselves Um, there's like nothing more powerful than being knowledgeable even while you're vulnerable and in pain But if you know what an eating disorder can cost your body, then you just may have that little voice in the back of your head telling you and kind of protecting you from that damage that hurting your body can do. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, nothing is worth your 
your health ever. So, uh, yeah, there's skinny is not necessarily always healthy. And I feel like society places so much emphasis, especially on female athletes, females that are in fitness Mm -hmm. to be skinny when that is not the truth, you know? So, uh, you know, there are girls that are big, big girls out there that are Olympic lifting and powerlifting and, and just because they're big girls doesn't mean they're not an athlete, you know, but people are so quick to judge. They have no idea, you know, so they don't uh, know all the training or what it takes to begin or become that and get to that point where those females are at in their, in their sports. So, right. Takes a lot. Yeah. So, um, placing judgment on people is just, yeah, not, not cool at all, (laughs) but, um, yeah. So anyway, um, it was so, so awesome to have you on the show today and, you know, I look forward to seeing you every week when I go to the chiropractor and I will make sure that in the show notes, I put your Instagram information and also your blog on there so people can check you out. Yeah, perfect. I really appreciate you having me as well. And I'm so excited to um, just get this word out and just be able to discuss this with you and someone who's had similar issues. And so I'm really glad we got to discuss about it. So um, thanks for being so kind and so uh, smiley and nice. (laughs) (laughs) I try to do my best. I try to keep try to shine my light but (laughs) you do you do you know because we all need that and that's the other thing is like I see so many people that are you know they don't smile and they're sad and they're but we all have these qualities and we have to look for them you know so I'm just Mm -hmm. one of those people that like when I see people random people they probably think I'm weird I'm in the store and I'm like (laughs) you look so nice today you know like I mean (laughs) Some people do like they're just glowing or whatever. Yeah. It probably makes their day. So yeah. no one walks know. around with smiles on their faces anymore. So no. it's nice to see that every once in a while. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, well, um, it was so awesome having you and I hope you have the best night ever. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Connie. You too. I'll mm-hmm. talk to you soon. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. All right, that concludes today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you liked this episode, please share it with your family, share it with your friends. Sharing is caring, and that helps us get the word out there and helps us encourage other athletes. And that is my ultimate goal with this podcast is to, you know, let everyone know they're not alone in their thoughts and their journeys that they go through. Um, I can always be found on Instagram if you have any questions at Connie Begani, C-O-N-N-I-E-B-E-G-O-N-N-I-E. And Alyssa can be found at Lissa Ann on Instagram. And I will put that information all in the show notes. Thank you so, so much for tuning in and we will see you next time.